Um, hello and welcome to Crafted Shot Podcast. Um, this is the pilot podcast, so I really don't know what I'm going to be doing. I think I'll just, you know, talk about whatever because it's a one-man show. So, you know, open up Drudge Report, open up Apple, YouTube, Microsoft, talk about what's happening in the world. Um, well, let's, let's make a start. Something that's been on my, and I'm making notes, I'm making notes all the time in my life, so I'll I'll just figure out what to talk about. Hopefully you guys are interested. Sometimes I come off as an arrogant a-hole. Um, if that ever happens, you can email me and say, hey, stop being an arrogant a-hole, and then I think I'll stop. Because if you don't, you don't tell someone that and then you just leave you know you know this could end up being a really good podcast it it probably won't maybe it will i have no idea um i'll probably be leaving you uh my email at the end of the show or i won't i need to figure out something new you know some new type of email to use for this um not my personal one so yeah i'll leave that as a little cliffhanger something Something you want to listen for in the next show. Well, okay, something that's been on my mind lately is, um, you know how there's all these these commercials about uh, that Microsoft and PC, mostly PC they call it, are putting out, but it's through Microsoft. Um, you know, like, I'm an artist and I'm a PC, I'm a astronaut, I'm, I'm a PC, I'm a pedophile and I'm a PC. Stuff like that, and they're trying to um, take away from the Apple because Apple is always advertising as something that's something that's very personal, something that's a very it's an, a very intimate computer, and then PC is always advertised as hardcore and businesslike. When you know, for the most part, it's true, but you know, it's good for gaming, so it's a plus. Um, I own a PC. I own a PC desktop and a laptop. Um, I'm thinking about converting to a MacBook. I don't know. But what I was thinking is, how come Apple... Because PC, PC still does better than Apple. Most people, the majority, have PCs. Um, how come Apple doesn't come out with commercials saying, I'm uh, I'm an accountant, and I'm an accountant, and I'm an Apple. Or I work in a business, and I'm an Apple. You know, they're always they're always showing like that Justin Long, you know, this really cool funny guy and he's an apple. And you know, the average person isn't a really cool funny guy. Then again, I'm an arrogant a-hole. So yeah, that that was something that was on my mind. Apple continues to amaze me every day. This iPhone 3GS is just it's amazing. It makes me wanna I'm a Verizon person, and I hate it. I mean, I love the Verizon network, but I want an iPhone so badly. But they say in 2010, you know, that the contract ends with AT&T, so Apple might uh, sneak out, might might stab them in the back and take on the world's largest network, Verizon. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm on Apple's website right now, Everyone's doing this green thing, you know, This the, they have the greenest MacBook out there. 
It has the longest battery life. Can go to seven from seven to eight hours, and it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, MacBook Pro. The only problem is it's seven. Seven to eight hours is the most, though. That's like that's with the bad graphics card, and that's with the bad RAM. It's it's really um, if you have a it, the bigger the display and the bigger the graphics card, the less battery hours you can spend on it. And you know it's probably on power saver mode. Power saver mode for the most part sucks, but that's a PC. Apple, I don't know. I haven't dealt with it long enough. They sure are pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, I just got a Twitter account recently. I I heard Twitter for about a year, and I never even went to Twitter.com. I never even went to the web page, and I went to it. And I'm, I mean, it's kind of boring at first. You don't have any followers, and you're not following anyone, so there's nothing to do. Because that's all. That's all Twitter is. Is what are you? It's like the Facebook status. It's just all it is is status messages over and over, and you're following people, and you're seeing what they're doing. And it seemed kind of, um, like, it seems like it would make people full of themselves, but I guess not everyone's doing it. I just, I'm following Michael Ian Black and Jim Gaffigan right now, you know, that whole crew from Comedy Central, and they update all the time, and they're funny. Um, Jim Gaffigan just came out, what kid wouldn't want to be a fireman? You get the shiny red truck, the Dalmatian, and you get to steal things from people's homes. Like... It, it seems like comedians wouldn't want to put like funny stuff up like this because they'd want to use it for a routine or something. But then, then again, they're probably thinking of this crap every day and they don't know what to do with it. Um, you could follow me at Twitter if you want. Um, it's kind of boring right now. I think I have like one post. I signed up for an Inglorious Bastards poster. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that movie later on. It, it seems like an interesting movie. But you can follow me um, at uh, at Crafted Shot. That's my name on Twitter. C R A F T E D S H O T. Crafted Shot, and that's the name of this podcast, also. Um, well, now into Inglorious Bastards. Well, when I first saw Inglorious, the first commercial. And it's just, it looked like a hostel or a saw or something, that type of movie, where it's just ridiculous amounts of torture, just insane violence, whatever. I mean, I've seen, I saw fragments of Hostel, and I felt like I was a bad person, so I stopped watching it. I've seen some of the saws. I mean, they're entertaining in a really sick way, and I don't really like to tell people that I enjoyed some of them maybe I don't know um but that's what this was advertised at first and Quentin Tarantino he never go like he presented like he produced Hostel and stuff but it, I thought he'd never go all the way and direct something that violent like Kill Bill was really violent but it wasn't it wasn't into the extreme like Hostel and Saw and that's what this Inglorious Bastards with Brad Pitt um and Eli Roth. Eli Roth, the director of, I think, some of the Saws and Hostel. He's an actor in this movie now. Um, but the, okay, the first commercial, I'll probably watch it and tell you about it as I go through. Um, it's, it's just a whole bunch of violence and 
you know, guys killing. It starts out Brad Pitt. He has an enormous scar on his neck. Looks in, looks crazy. Um, and he says, I want 100 Nazi scalps. And then it just shows a bunch of shooting and hitting Nazis in the head with baseball bats and killing and blood. And then it says, you've never seen World War II or something until you've seen it through the eyes of Quentin Tarantino. And I mean, that's a pretty good tagline. It's kind of a sellout, but Quentin Tarantino is a really good director and he does some crazy, crazy crap, so it's a, it's a good way to open it. But I don't know. I think it might have turned some people off, and it turned me off in the beginning because it looks like there's no story. It just looked like a bunch of action and ridiculousness until I saw the second trailer, which now it looks like a funny sort of like 70s-ish, like you know, in-your-face, loud music style, and it looks like it has a story. Um, the real, the real uh, climax of the movie, I think, is they go into this theater, um, or they're, they're going to set up basically a massacre or whatever in a theater, in a German theater, that holds all, most of the Nazi high officials, and then they find out Adolf Hitler's going to be there too. So, and they plan to blow it up. It looks sort of like a Valkyrie thing. Though, Valkyrie, I thought, was kind of a terrible movie, and it tried to be serious. Well, this movie is just trying to be ridiculous, so it might work. Um, the acting, the line, the dialogue, it all looks really funny, and it looks clever and ridiculous. Um, Brad Pitt says, we're in the Nazi killing business, and business is booming. Uh, I don't know, stuff like that, I just think it's really funny. And it's a really winning movie because there's not one person in the world, except maybe a Nazi sympathizer, that doesn't want to see Nazis getting their heads beaten in. So, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, you know, going away from Bruno and Borat, where constantly it's anti-Semitic. I mean, it's funny anti-Semitic. It's all a joke. Sacha Baron Cohen actually is um, Jewish, so it's funny. He can do that. Um, but yeah, I, Inglorious Bastards, August 21st. Oh, and they have good advertising, too. If you... One of their banners, it says, Brad Pitt is a bastard. Uh, I think that's pretty funny. That's a bad thing about having a one-man show. You can't really laugh out loud at things unless you have another person here with you. Um, oh, another thing about advertising... District 9, that's also set for August, I think. Um, it's executive produced by Peter Jackson. He did King Kong, Lord of the Rings, um, some other movies, The Frighteners, Michael J. Fox, Heavenly Creatures. Um, but he's executive producer, and then some Neil Blom Blomkamp. He's just, he's just directed commercials. He's not a big name. He's directing it. But it's using, of course, it's using Peter Jackson's special effects team, everything. Um, the advertising, though, for it is crazy. If you go to, I think it's d-9.com, they created this enormous interactive website for the movie. And it's all playing, uh, it's all sort of, um, it's, they're playing it sort of like it's real. They're not calling it like, oh, go see this movie. They're saying, it's all based on non-humans or something, or aliens in the area. And this is the plot, that aliens want to leave the planet, want to leave Earth, but um, we won't let them leave because they have crazy weapons and we want to hold them back and figure out how to use their weapons. 
So, and they're treated sort of like illegal immigrants and stuff. I hope it doesn't get political. I hate when crap gets political in movies. Um, unless it's a Michael Moore movie where I just don't even see it. Uh, but, sorry to offend some people. Um, what am I saying? What am I going to say? I'm going to say something. Maybe my second guy. Oh, wait, there is no second guy. It's just me. Okay, yeah, District 9. Um, the adver like the website has this full thing, you know, saying, look for non-humans in your area. There's a whole map where you can click on things, and it's sort of like 911 reports of people calling in saying, I saw um, a non-human going through my trash. I think you should send an agent or some whatever the MNU, I think it is, to to go do something about it. And I figured out you can actually record an MP3 or audio file and send it in and they'll upload it to the website as like a 911 thing. It's really cool and they, they made a whole game, they made a game. It's like two levels or something and it's, it's a fun game and it's, you know, it's pretty good graphics for just a little website game. The thing I can't believe is they're doing all this for just a temporary thing. The movie's gonna come out in August. It's gonna go to DVD a month or two months later, and then it's gonna be done. They won't need this website anymore. And like, if you go to things like, I'll go to KingKong.net right now. It's still up there. You can still get King Kong movie wallpapers, and they're advertising the they're advertising the new DVD and stuff like that. But it's just it's just weird to make an enormous website and it's temporary. It's not like Apple.com, Microsoft.com. Those things will always exist unless the company goes out of business. Um, but they'll always be up there. These movie websites and they're making them for. There's a Public Enemies website. They're making websites for movies all the time now. It's like the new thing and they're all flash. They're all interactive and they're all really cool. They give you a lot of stuff to do in anticipation for the movie. And it's really a good idea. I just, I just think it's crazy to put so much work into it, and then it's over. It's gonna be done once the movie's out. Um, well, I think we'll take a break now. I think that's all I'll talk about movies, movie-wise. Um, I'll see you. I'll see you uh, after the break. Okay, let's go. said that. <clears throat> I'm really nervous. Stop looking at me that way. Um, okay, have any of you ever been to Hulu.com? H-U-L-U.com. Right, you can say www, but you don't need to ever type that ever. I don't know why people say it. Um, but it's an amazing website. And I was talking to this one guy, and he's like, oh, that, that thing's crap. And I, 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 think it's, I think it's better than YouTube. Probably because YouTube's so much it's so much more, there's, you have to filter through so much crap on YouTube 
to get to like actually good stuff and then once in a while there's a good thing and it'll have 80 billion views and you know it's a good thing then um, but Hulu it's all TV shows they have Family Guy, Saturday Night Live um, America's Got Talent like all popular TV shows and they go back um, to old cartoons and things um, but you can watch the whole episode and you know a normal TV episode is like 30 minutes and there's a break in between or there's two commercial breaks in between and on Hulu those commercial breaks are because they have to make some money are replaced by five second commercials and it's usually for one thing like the whole all both of them will be about Blackberry Storm or, or whatever um, but I mean a five second commercial I can't even, it, it's great you can just watch a whole TV show on here sometimes you can watch movies movie, anything that anything that's been shown on television and there's some play, like South Park um, Comedy Central doesn't want theirs on Hulu you have to go to Motherload or um, I think you can go to this thing called South Park Studios or something now to watch them but for the most part you can watch everything on here and it's just it's really an amazing website okay now let's go to Drudge Report um, Drudge Report is a website I really recommend because it's not it doesn't get political it's not conservative or liberal um, it just finds things it's called drudgereport.com d-r-u-d-g-e r-e-p-o-r-t dot com I'll put it on uh, my blog um, oh yeah by the way my blog it's craftedshot again um, dot blogspot dot com well this Drudge Report um, the creator his name is Matt Drudge and all he does is find he finds links um, or he finds articles all over the internet and then he and then he puts the links on his page and if you go to the page it's just a page of links all in this black underlined text and you click on any of them and it brings you to a new website a new article every time um, and then there's always a main one that he wants like to get your attention with and there's a picture he always, there's usually always he always picks out great pictures some of them are really ironic and funny some of them are serious um, one time there's a picture of uh, Obama looking at a girl's uh, but and uh, the French president was standing there laughing at him and it's funny because like you don't see these things in the media at all but you see them on this website the media is just they don't want to show a picture of Obama looking at some girl's butt because the media is in love with him and so when when I see this stuff on Drudge Report I mean it it's really cool but it also makes me sad how if a person doesn't know where to look, you could just be blind your entire life towards what's actually happening out there. On a, on a less serious note, this website's just really amazing. Um, it has has everything. Let me let me look at let me look at something. Jumbo squid invades San Diego shores and it spooks the divers. And here's this this uh, fisherman holding a jumbo squid. And like this is a really little thing. You won't you won't see this on the news though. Maybe you will, but it's in like a small part. You know, it's the news right now is too clouded by what's happening in Iran and Michael Jackson. And sometimes you need to get away from that, even though 
what's happening in Iran is really vital right now, is really um, significant and dangerous. Um, you know, you want to get away from that stuff because they just 24-hour news stations, Fox, CNN, I mean, and ABC, any of them, they just they cover them all the time, and it gets so boring. Um, you have to go to these websites like Drudge, and it has everything, and you can just. Of course, the main thing of the day that you see on the news will probably be the main article of the day on Drudge. But if you go down the page, you'll start seeing other things, you know. Um, a loving pooch nurses baby pandas. Um, oh, another Michael Jackson, never mind. Uh, U.S. threatens Afghans over a kidnapped GI. A girl pulls a fish twice her size to shore. Twice her this is this is crazy. This fish. Oh my, it's, it's, okay, this is, this is like a over four foot tall girl. You know, probably, maybe five foot. And she has a fish that's twice her size next to her, laying on the ground. Now it's kind of sad the fish is dead now, but that's amazing. That's amazing. That's way better than protesting Iran. And something else about Drudge Report. Um, sometimes you'll see article. I'll see articles on here, and then it'll be covered on the news like three days later. Like, it, it's amazing stuff on the internet. You can get so early, like you can get in real time, right when it happens, and then when the news gets a hold of it, they have to, you know, get the article, and then they have to, you know, make sure it's true, make sure it's accurate. There's all these precautions they have to take before they put it on television. The internet, no one gives a crap. They just put it on their website. If it's wrong, they'll take it off the next day. I don't care. Um, so yeah, that's Drudge Report. I, I still didn't see the new Harry Potter. Um, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying I still it's Thursday and it came out Wednesday, but I I don't know. I, I was invited to a to a showing at midnight at, at midnight on Tuesday, um, so it's the first time it's coming out in theaters, and they said, hey, you can dress up, and I thought that sounds completely ridiculous, and. Um, the person said to me, no, no, it's all, you know, it's all fun and games. We're just, we, we like to, you just meet really weird people and we like to, we like to talk to them there. And so, um, I thought it would be really funny if I dressed up as a cowboy and went to it. Um, but then, but then I decided, hey, maybe I should buy tickets online. And that was like eight o'clock on Tuesday and they were all sold out. It was insane. Um, it's a, a 16 theater theater and at midnight half of those were all for Harry Potter they converted all the theaters to Harry Potter so it was playing like three time in three theaters at 12:01 a.m. in three theaters at 12:15 a.m. it was playing one time at 3:25 a.m. I don't know who goes to a movie at 3:25 I'm guessing only the Star Wars and only the Harry Potter people um, and Star Trek once Star Trek gets big because I think it will get big again after that last movie which is really good, um, but 325 was the only one that wasn't sold out, 
everything else was sold out, so I didn't end up going to see Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what to do with that movie. They say it's they say it's really good. They say it's the best one yet. It was funny. I was uh, watching the news and they're interviewing people that came out of the midnight showing. Most of them are dressed up and. A couple come out and they're like, the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. The best thing in the world. And then one guy comes out and is like, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't know how that could happen. And I'm like, that's what happened to me with Bruno. I walked out of Bruno. I love Borat, but Bruno I thought was the most repulsive thing I've ever seen. Um, because he just decided, I want to show everything. And maybe I'm old fashioned, but I don't want to see everything. And so I just hated the movie, and everyone else I talked to loved it. They loved it. And I just feel like, it's like Will Ferrell and Zoolander, it's like, it's all the same face. I feel like you're taking, I'm taking crazy pills, you know? Um, but, yeah, and then some people, of course, would say, oh, Harry Potter, it's, uh, it didn't, it didn't really go with the book well. It didn't really follow the book well. And I... I don't know. I just get pissed at those people because if a movie was to ever follow the book really well, then it's not a, really a good movie because there's some things in a book. There's there's times where a book where you know the narrator speaks for a whole chapter, and in a movie the narrator speaks for the least he can speak, and then everything else has to be real dialogue. A movie's all dialogue and scenery. Um, you don't describe the scenery, you see the scenery. Like, um, an example, Watchmen. Most people told me that Watchmen followed the book exactly. And I didn't think Watchmen was a very good movie at all. And I think it's because it followed everything exactly. They didn't leave one bit of information out, which made it a really long movie, and it made you think, what the hell's happening here? Um, in the book, you know, every, you know everything, I mean the graphic novel, you know everything that's happening because it's, you're reading it, and if you don't get it, you can read the word again. You read the sentence, the paragraph again. A movie doesn't work that way, especially in the theater. Um, so if you miss something, then, then you're screwed, and most of the time you don't even miss something. They just bring in new plot lines in that would have been set up better by a narrator in a book, but they can't be set up in a movie. So, so that's what I think about that. Um, so yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'll, I'll see it this weekend, maybe. It is, uh, it's July 16th, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know right now. Okay, so I just switched to, um, I go through a cycle of things. I once had Safari, Firefox, and uh, Internet Explorer at the same time. And then I just, I'd pick which one was my favorite. And then I just was like, screw it. I deleted F Firefox and I deleted Safari. And I was like, you know, this new Internet Explorer 8 is really great. Um, it's it's not. It's There's no change. Internet Explorer, no, many, no matter how many times they change it and update it and go crazy, It'll never be good. It never looks good. It, it's always slow. I don't, there's something about it. Microsoft needs to work on making their stuff look like Apple stuff. Or look like Firefox. They look beautiful. Um, 
but yeah, so then I so then I switched to Firefox three, um, which was amazing. Fire it's it's a great browser. It's bright it's probably the best. And um, and now I switched to Safari. And Safari I don't know why, I just switched to it yesterday. There's something about it. It's because it has that apple polish, I think. It's just looks so good when you when you make a new tab all the browsers now have tabs if a browser doesn't use tabs you delete it right now and get firefox internet explorer or safari i mean i don't know tabs are the future um, but there's this thing when you open up a new tab on safari it has this thing pop up that's called top sites and it's all these sites it's similar to opera and i think i feel like firefox or Internet Explorer 8 does it now, but it shows all the, and you can set which, it's like bookmarks except visual thumbnails of each page. So I have on here Facebook, Twitter, Drudge Report, um, uh, Apple, Hulu, uh, Wikipedia, <coughs> World of Warcraft, but I don't like to tell people that. So, so yeah. But it just, it looks amazing, and it operates like an iPod Touch or an iPhone, where you can just drag and move things everywhere, and all the animation looks beautiful, and everything works perfectly, and it's just, it's just beautiful. I mean, <laughs> there's, I don't know what more I can say about it. And it's full, the toolbar, everything's fully customizable. It's easy to look at, it's just all, like, sort of bluish, silverish color, and it's, it's, like it's great there's nothing it's seamless and flawless and it goes fast that's what everyone cares about it moves fast even when you have 10 different tabs open it seems like it still moves at the same speed um yeah well then what else what else is there to talk about i don't really know maybe i'll talk about it in the next podcast make it longer or something i just went on if you go on apple.com um, if you go here, I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now so I can walk you through it more accurately. But um, go to apple.com, and then you go to downloads, and then you click iTunes trailers, and it's like right on the side right there. Um, it shows you everything. It's, it shows you all these trailers, most of them you've never seen before. They don't show them in theaters. I don't know why. But... It's just, I can get lost in it and watch, I spent a whole day watching all these trailers. There's this, well, I won't, I'll talk about them next podcast, but some of these movies coming out this summer or next year, there are, there are a lot, and they look really good. They look really good. What is this? That's a documentary. There's a new Robin Williams movie coming out. Um, yeah, Rob... I loved Robin Williams and things like Good Morning Vietnam, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, Bicentennial Man. Um, but right now he's he's following the Eddie Murphy thing. Eddie Murphy, he was Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Raw. He was great, and now they're both doing all these kids movies. They're doing like you know Wild Hogs, Daddy Daycare, kind of. No one was in Wild Hogs that I just mentioned. But. But that, you know what I mean, that kind of, you know what I mean, right, right, okay, um, that kind of, like, it's just, you know, kiddie stuff, and they're fun to watch sometimes, but 
they have so much more potential. Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy. Um, they have so much more potential to be funny that I don't know why, or, or be dramatic. I mean, Robin Williams is a great dramatic actor. I just, I don't, they're, I don't know why they're going down these paths. Maybe because they can, you know, maybe because they have so much money, they just, and so much enterprise, they don't really care if they go down in the dumps, but it feels like they should care, like, seems like it's not all for money, and they do actors, even though some, a lot of them just like the money, a lot of them like being in the spotlight, and you want to be in the spotlight as a, you know, as a good actor as a talented, entertaining person. So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think I'm... I don't know what's, what the future of this podcast will be. This was just an experiment. I didn't have any notes or anything. It was probably evident. I'm not bragging. Um, but I don't know if I'll make it sort of like an Adam Carolla rant rant thing, or, or just make it... I don't want to make it snooty. I, I like podcasts to be funny. Um, I think I'll end it by recommending podcasts. I mean, I'm sure you all know about them, but these podcasts are just great. Adam Carolla, um, Smodcast, Kevin Smith, and Scott Mosier. It's one of the funniest pod, funniest and sickest, weirdest podcasts out there, but it's, it's ridiculous. Um, there's these, I do listen to World of Warcraft podcasts, I, I have to say, um, the Instance and Outlandish, and I shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's a great game, and I'm not a hardcore player. I do love listening to these podcasts, though. Um, Outlandish and The Instance, they're really funny. Um, a Prairie Home Companion. That is, like, that's, that's, like, the meaning of radio show. Like, the, um, God, what's the guy's name? Ugh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. But, um, A Prairie Home Companion, it's, he just tells these little fake stories, this guy, and from this made-up town in Minnesota, Lake Wobegon, and they're just fascinating, and he describes them so well, it's like, it's like an Orson Welles in, like, the modern era. If you don't know who Orson Welles is, type his name on Google, um, but, yeah, I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll make this sort of a bring back radio shows kind of thing. I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that talented though, I'm not that popular to do something like this. Okay, that's enough talking from me. Um, I have never told you my name. My name's Frank. And, um, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Crafted Shot Podcasts. Um, have a good day.